Okay, we're going to begin. This story is called Reflections on Writing and it was written in France in June 2020. This story came to me while reading some modern periodicals about older motor cars, one of my passions. From time to time we read of writers or contributors who have been writing on their favourite themes or subjects for over 30 years. Sounds a long time, but when I thought again, but you must have been writing for longer than that. In fact, thinking back even harder, I first started writing for a newspaper in 1960. Wow, that's 60 years ago. Mind you, when I first started work at the Boston Standard, I wrote advertisement copy and designed adverts as well as selling the space too. This helped to develop a lively mind. In the video called Market Towns you can see on YouTube, there's a picture of the Lincolnshire Standard Office, the frontage. Uh, there's a gentleman leaning out of a window talking. That was my window from 1960 to 1965. My desk was right there. The office front was just like that and staff access was down the little arch snicket on the left, which led to a side door. Clients entered by going up the steps and entering the door on the left where there was a counter inside. Behind the window on the right was the accounts and office staff area. From time to time I was allowed to write advertorial or news type copy that goes with an advert or a series of adverts making a feature of some sort. I even did a road test on one occasion. No ordinary road test this. It was on the latest model Citroen in about 1966, in fact a DS Palace, when the swinging headlights were first introduced. I was very impressed and fortunately the garage owner, a gentleman renowned for his lack of patience and short temper, complimented me on my driving of his pride and joy. That road test was left-hand drive, good practice for where I am today. If we stay with the 1960s, those were the days when all copy was hand or typewritten on small oblong bits of paper provided by the works. Copy paper. When written, this copy went to the linotype operator who turned the written word into lead print ready to be set into the metal page frame on the stone. All complicated trade terms, but with traditional meanings. You may have read my Lincolnshire Standard interlude in It's a Rum Life, Book 2, Boston, 1960-1970. Part of this story is based in the printing works. Those were the days, in fact, when the employees like me did various jobs. I was even a reader for several months, checking and correcting where necessary all the copy that went into the newspaper. It was after this I read and checked all the classified ad pages on the day before printing. I even sold the paper at the back door of the works on Thursday evenings as the paper came hot off the press. Thousands of local folk bought the standard as they left work, mainly for the classified ads. Remember, this was long before computers had been invented for general use. All printed work was prepared in metal, even the photographs and advert illustrations. This was converted into a fabric mould that was used to produce the half-round page 
sized metal page metal plates that were clamped onto the press in sequence to produce your periodical be it newspaper or magazine we're still talking about black and white print of course this was how things were in the 1980s in 1960s but I had a gap then of about 20 years working in the motor tire industry before going back to newspapers in nine, to the Skegner Standard, in fact, in 1985. Things had moved along. Copy was still produced on copy paper, but the end product was in part colour and part black and white. Computerization was installed at the print works. We move on another three years or so to 1988 and I had changed employer to the opposition, Morton Group Newspapers. I was working in a small market town of Spilsby, just 20 miles from the company main office in a different part of the county. They had installed automatic computer control print preparation equipment, the Telip typesetter. I produced stories on an early Amstrad laptop computer with a little green screen. I had a modem in my office and by simply plugging this into my telephone line and pressing various buttons, I could send all my stories directly to the works and it was set up and prepared for pages without any delay. Photographs still went on the local bus network to the works, but by using specialised photographic equipment and computers, all the pages were produced in a very clean office-type environment. I was ever versatile and still selling advertisement space for that local paper, together with designing the ads and writing the copy. These all went on the local bus too. 20 years had seen the end of the old works and hundreds of jobs. It was a little after this time, Ruth and I began the Northcote Heavy Horse Centre. And then I began to write again. Firstly, for my last employers, Mortons of Horncastle. I wrote a weekly amusing diary, short piece of about 800 words, which they added to a cartoon type illustration. This was the beginning of the Rum Life stories, and they all began in 1990, 30 years ago. Now the stories form three completed books, uh, and the fourth one, uh, which will be available in two volumes, is under constant construction. Many of the stories are still being written. Uh, if you want more information on the books, it's on richardkeithsanders.sells.com com. The books aren't expensive and they're available to download on the internet. There we are. Hope you enjoyed this little story. Oh, there is one more. The story about Goliath is also uh, on uh, the sales shop. It was the horse centre's most famous resident. And it, his story was sufficient to create, to create his own special book. There we are. Hope you've enjoyed listening to that. Brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. There's more stories to read on Keith Sanders is the storyman.wordpress.com. With oh, more free uh, audio stories on this Buzzsprout site. Uh, we've mentioned um, the shop, and there are videos to see, including heavy horse videos on Keith Sanders, the short storyman on YouTube. There we are. Thank you for listening.